Hello and welcome back to From the Terrace by the fans for, for the, the fans. fans and a happy new year to everyone, all six listeners. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, boys, good uh, good holiday break. Yeah, too good, too good. Loved it. Yeah, yeah, mate. Still recovering, filling up the chair now. No, we love to hear. And we're back, and what a time to be back as well. I'm excited. Fixtures, I'm excited for the new year. Everywhere you look, we got resolutions coming up. Got FA Cup. Got everything you need. I'm joined as ever. Some of us have got Champions League football. That's, he's looking at you there, Joe. Oh, wow. Wow, he's gone right into <laughs> off it. The, Jesus. Off the bat. I know, I, know where, I know where he was Ooh. going with it. It's fine. <laughs> it's all right. We'll see. Anyway, as I was well, saying. We'll for now. I'm joined as ever by Connor Hack. What's up, Nim? Dan Wiltshire. Hello. And Jamie McAnally. Bonjour. All right, let's get straight into it then. FA Cup, it's back. Does it hold the old magic that it used to? Anyone want to answer that? Or should Is I that a trick question? <laughs> no, it's, t- it's, it's clear to see it doesn't. Yeah, it's, it's nowhere near as good as it was. Like, I remember when I was a kid, you'd wake up early to watch like the four-hour build-up to the final. And even that now just... Uh, yeah, it all used to kick off at nine. Yeah, don't it? get me wrong, we haven't been in the final for a long time to watch our own team, but even just watching it now, it doesn't have the same... Like last year, we, were, we all went out for a meal and we were sitting in some random restaurant uptown and it was just on in the background. It literally used to be a family event, like your mum would watch it. Your yeah, would yeah. Watch it. Everyone would sit down and watch it. Why do you think they TV rights. I said before, I said that having games on BT kills it, 100%. It should be all on terrestrial TV. It should be on BBC, ITV. I, I didn't even like it on ITV. I think it's a yeah. BBC. I, I just, I, some things, tradition, like, you need it. You need just don't want adverts. Yeah. You don't want adverts. Yeah. It's just nice. It was BBC. It was, had all the, like, the lower league teams and that, that was the magic about it. Now... They don't really get any TV time in these lower, the lower league uh, clubs, and that's what it's all about. Yeah, yeah. But is, is anyone really going to even watch the lower league teams? Though, how many people? To are be actually fair, they to used it? to. But it, the magic of the lower league teams was usually in the earlier rounds, mm. and then when it got to the later rounds, like the nitty gritty end of it, you would have all the big teams left in it who would play their strongest teams and. They'd be going out to try beat each other. You'd have semi-finals of like Chelsea versus United, uh, Liverpool, Arsenal, like the old top four as they used to be. And that was like a big occasion. But no, you don't really get that anymore. A lot of the, them play the weekend romance, teams and yeah. go out early. The romance has gone from it. Like, you, yeah, it's not even a scalp anymore, really. Like, you, you look at, I don't know, an example the other day, Gillingham against West Ham. Like, you look at the old days when West Ham would pull out Decanio and Defoe or whoever. They play their strong team because they wanted to win the cup. They dreamed. And now... It's, it's like an annoyance to the Premier League team. So. Yeah, the thing is, if West Ham would have lost that game against Gillingham, no one would have batted an yeah. eyelid. Yeah, there would have been a bit, been, of, yeah. bit of, oh, Gillingham would beat West Ham, but then you look at it a bit further and it's like, oh, they've beat yeah. West Ham. They would have been sad for about a couple of days and then they move on and go, well, we've got a Premiership game coming up next. It was it's... like before the Rochdale-Newcastle game, they said Rochdale have been to the fourth round of the FA Cup more times recently than Newcastle have. Mm. Just shows how, how little Newcastle care about and they, they haven't won anything for for years. Well, I actually think they do care about it. They're just really bad in the cup for some reason. <laughs> it's just, it's not a priority anymore. I mean, you look at look at the timing of it. We've just come off the back of five, six games in the space of two weeks. So like, the the top players that have been banging these league games, they they can't play them again. Like, look, look how many injured, like Newcastle is a prime example. Their last league game, they had four players come off injured. Like, they can't be risking first team in the cup then after that. Like, it's, it's getting everyone. Got James, plays. James Milner's 34 and he's a machine and even he went down with an injury in yeah. the FA Cup game that he ain't even been playing. Do you know what I mean? I think, I think scrap replays as well. Yeah, that needs to go. 
replays is a bad, Get bad idea. Just do, although it's like, it's nice. It is, in a way, it's nice because some clubs like can draw at home and then get a trip to Old Trafford or something, you know, like back in the day. Yeah. yeah. There was a couple of teams that did things like that. So in that sense, it is a, it's a money earner, but for, for other clubs, it's a hindrance. And it's, it's like, only a money well, earner. If, done with. It's only a money earner if you get on the telly though. Yeah. Like, as we were saying, like, you, they don't get on the telly anymore. They, want, they like, want the all-prem tie. Even if it was like the, um, what is it, like the Carling Cup, I think it just does go straight to penalties. Yeah, no extra yeah, no, time. Yeah. No extra time, go straight to in the early rounds. the later rounds. Yeah, yeah. in the, the earlier rounds, rounds, go straight to pens and then go into extra time later on. That would, penalties that... is exciting. So if someone like Gillingham does draw against West Ham, then you go straight into the penalty shootout. And this was, There's yeah. no replay. They've got a chance to go through yeah. straight away, yeah, yeah. Because like Borough drew a Tottenham the other day, uh, well, yesterday, one all. Now, if that was goes to penalties... Tottenham potentially going out of that. 50-50. Yeah. Now they go to Tottenham's ground to another replay and probably win the game. And that potentially brings yeah. back a little bit of yeah. the magic for these teams. Like, you work your ass off to get a draw, like Borough did, and now they've got to go and play at the Tottenham Stadium where Mourinho's probably going to put out his strongest side again and you'd expect Tottenham to whack yeah. them aside. Mm. Whereas you go straight to penalties and everyone's going to want to watch. Yeah, that 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 whole like going away to the big clubs, it's only really a draw for the real like League One and below, like championship teams, most of them players have they're gonna get an opportunity to play at these stadiums at some point. Like, yeah. That's why I don't like the whole um a lot of people have said, Oh, the lower ranked team should always be at home to try and level it out. Like no, I don't really see yeah. the point of that. Like the draw's the draw, just I'm not being funny. Half of these lower league teams that are in there know they've got fuck all chance of winning the FA Cup. They're in the FA Cup to get through these rounds to try and get an away yeah. day at one of the bigger clubs. Like an away day at Old Trafford for some of these players is what they dream of. If they go there and get whacked 4 yeah. 0, they're not really going to care too much. They've had a day out and they've played at Old Trafford. Well, all their family and friends season, watching. mate. <laughs> I don't think the Magic's lost for Mr. the Chelsea. lower leagues. No. I, I don't think like the lower, like the towns that sort of don't have the big clubs in them, I don't think the Magic's lost for them. I think it actually is a really big deal for them. I think it's just lost its magic along the way with the other the bigger teams and the Premier yeah. League and the money. And everything well, even else with like with Championship and, and League One teams, they don't don't really seem to take care of it because they're thinking, well, we've got a bit like the Premier League, we've got so many more games to come. Would we rather push our luck and try and get into the playoffs, or do we try and get a little? It's all money up? motivated. Mm. Like you make your money out of where you finish in the league. The higher you finish in the league, the more money you earn. So their priority is always going to be their league form. These cup runs for them are just one-off games. It's a free hit. Uh, even if you put out a weak side, you never know. There's a chance that they could pull off a, an upset and, and beat teams. But they're not that bothered either way. There's not enough incentive in the cup. Like, Feels was, like England was, was the last to go as well. Because like all the other countries, I don't, give a, I don't care about it. Yeah, like the FA Cup, you, you, I don't even think you get anything for winning it anymore. Like obviously, you get a bit of money. It's not massive. You get a Europa but, League place. No, you don't. You get don't you get a place in the qualifiers? Like you don't even get guaranteed. Oh yeah, no, a place. yeah, not groups. You should get, get guaranteed a place. Like there should be an incentive, especially for like Premiership teams. Because fair, fair enough, the bigger teams that are in Europe, they're always going to have a, a fixture pile up. That's always going to happen. It's just natural. There's not a lot we can do to eradicate that. But the mid, like the mid-table teams in the Premiership, a lot of them are just sacking off the FA Cup because they want to make sure they stay in the league. If there's that incentive for them to get into Europe, they're going to take it a lot more seriously and that's just going to make the cup better. Could you imagine if there's a Champions League spot available? That scrap that, the fourth place. That's the thing, yeah. That, that, good. that could they would be never do it, but yeah. you know, saying like that would be, would be great. That's it why would, it's the Europa League because we've already got four spaces in the Champions League. Even when you say Europa League though, like as a fan, it's almost like a catch-22 because you want to see the match of the cup, but as the rounds go on, you're not motivated to watch a Newcastle versus... West Ham, for example, you always want to see the top two teams. That's what. But again, in. I still think it's the earlier rounds. I think if the bigger teams play weak in size, but somehow manage to get through to the latter stages, once you hit that quarter-final stage, 
then yeah. you will take you it seriously win it because you're in that point. But before that, it's all about getting minutes in players' legs and keeping everyone fit, rotating your squad to keep everyone happy. And then if you manage to make it that far, then the big teams are going to go for it if they get to that round. But it's very rare that all of the big teams make it that far because they don't take the earlier rounds very seriously. It's the same as the Carabao Cup, isn't it? Like, I mean, that you, you look at the likes of United City the other day, like the teams they put out were not full strength. United, I don't know what full strength is anymore, but like we've got a semi-final this week. You're never, ever going to put out a team to like try and make sure you get through to the fourth round of the cup yeah. when you've got an opportunity to get to a final. Like I genuinely think, I've said it for a few years now, I think the Carabao Cup, especially for the top teams, takes so much more precedent than the FA Cup now because it's, a, like Mourinho used to say, it's a chance to get that trophy on the board. It's the first trophy of the season, gets you in a winning mentality, but it's also done by February. Well, it's that's finished. what kick-started yeah. you... his sort of dynasty at Chelsea, wasn't it? Winning that, whatever yeah. it was, Carling Cup back there, yeah. sitting then on a, back on end a of the season, winning trophy. Yeah, back end of the season, you want your fixtures to pile up because you've got to the latter stages of Europe, so not because you you're in the FA Cup. Do you think um, a break after, after the season finishes before the FA Cup final would help? Or do you think it would be a hindrance? Because I think sometimes, I look at the Cup final, I can't remember the last time a Cup final come along and it was a really good game of football. It's almost it's like, like said, it's a, because you never really get two great sides that are going to put strong teams out. Like if you look at the recent finals, you're looking at like City, Watford, City, mm. Wigan, like all yeah. these teams. It's great. Don't get me wrong. It's great for these teams to get there, but as a Arsenal spectacle, Hull. yeah, yeah as a and spectacle, there, looking a, at it as a yeah, like, coming away from the FA Cup, you mentioned about a break. <laughs> I, I personally don't think that would work. Like, I'm just looking at the Champions League final as prime yeah, example. You, you had the three-week gap and it was, was such horrendous. a bad game. Like, it was well, something actually shocking. done because there was sometimes, uh, not even that long ago, where the FA Cup was being played at the same, the same week as, yeah. as Premier League yeah, games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people really, they're going to rather... There's so many games, there's too many games. Isn't I also there? don't think the semi-final should be played at Wembley. No, no way. I think no. They should go back to doing it at two neutral grounds. Yeah, even if even if they don't go back to just Old Trafford and Villa Park every year, just alternate the stadiums every year where they're playing. Just do playing. it every year. One, one, one country, north, one yeah, south. Yeah, but get just more people don't involved do it. around yeah. the country. Yeah, 100%. Because it's only in London that the semi-finals are held every yeah, year. Yeah, like, that also takes away... There's a lot of stadiums about. That takes away the final. Sunderland's ground, Newcastle. It takes away the magic of the day out of the final. Like, you get to a semi-final, you've got a big day out Wembley for these teams who probably ain't from London they come down it's a massive thing for them and then two or three weeks later you're coming back down to Wembley so it's not got that same pool yeah. Yeah, by the time you get to the final yeah, yeah do you know what I mean whereas if you take it away and Wembley is the pinnacle for these guys then that might start bringing back some of the magic of the FA Cup final in itself they definitely yeah. need to extend the the actual programme again like it used to be as well. It's all money though because they, they want to get the, the most out of Wembley they bought this massive stadium and yeah. they're like oh we've got to play as many games as we can there like and it just kills it. It just goes back to money all the time. Yeah. And that's what's killing the game. What's mad though is you don't get enough money to win the FA Cup. Like, there's not a lot of money in the FA Cup. Sounds like I want to be saying that as a Chelsea fan, doesn't it? <laughs> Money's killing the game. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's not enough, like, that, I'll come back to it, like, there's not enough incentive. Like, whether it's a place in Europe, more money. Like, even you say about scrapping the replays, just offer the teams more money to get for each round. Like, there's nothing to stop the FA. It's just their greediness. Like, same thing with them putting the tickets out for Wembley semi-finals. It's just pure greed on the FA's mm. part. It's yeah. well, you watch the, rubbish. I was watching some of the highlights of matches today and the amount of FA Cup games where it was like lower league teams, they weren't even still filling out their stadiums like Preston versus Norwich. You know, they're probably still charging a probably a hefty price because of the money. Whereas if you just lowered it for more family... No, it is cheap though. We went Palace yesterday. It was £15. Yeah, we, went, but we went Palace Premier League game four, three, four weeks ago. It was £40 for a... Seat that was hundred times worse. By the it's, way, it's just like like we've said, where the FA Cups lost its magic. 
these teams aren't selling out their stadium because they're not playing full strength, are they? Yeah, no one was going to want to. Their go fans out. aren't that bothered whether they get through or not. To watch the reserves play, it's like watching a reserve game. No one wants to go and watch yeah. Chelsea reserves play uh, Gillingham or whatever that it is. Do you know what I mean? Like, when was the last time you cared about the FA Cup? When we won it. <laughs> yeah, you care once you get to the <laughs> final, don't you? Um, I do care about it. I, I do care about it. I, like, you still want your. It's for the big clubs. It's a, it's the like, big trophy to win. Like, if I can't win the Premier League or the Champions League one year, I'll take the FA Cup all day long. Yeah, it's a shame. FA Cup and Champions League, like this year, it'd be great for me. It's, so it's such, a, it's such it. a shame it's gone like the way it has. I still love it. It angers me that well, it's I not wish as special yeah. as it was. Yeah, like, I still I, love the cup. I wish, I, 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 I wish clubs remembered the fact that there's only four trophies every year. Yeah. If you're in Europe. Like, for some, there's only two. Like, go for them. You're yeah. not going to get remembered for finishing eighth in the Premier League. Like, your clubs will, and that's what's frustrating. The owners need to stay in the league. They have to stay in the league. It's imperative for their, for their bank balance. Yeah. They don't care about the cup. Well, I saw they, someone... they, they pressure the managers into playing the weaker team. I saw someone mentioned about, um, I think I, wrote, I read an article about someone saying that if Villa won the FA Cup and finished 19th for the season, they wouldn't care. But they would care because they would. if they you go down to the more, championship, yeah. the fans chance you're not coming up again for a, a number of years. Like, there's no guarantee you're ever coming out of that league. Look at Leeds. Look, look at Burnley so, when they won the League Cup. It's not about, oh yeah, at Wigan. least we won a cup because you could be down in that league for a long time. And it that was actually club. what happened to Wigan, wasn't it? Yeah, they yeah. they won yeah. the FA Cup and got relegated. Go on, Portsmouth. Just, Portsmouth. It's just mental, man. I suppose so if you ask Wigan fans now, would you ask... Be in the Premier League and not have that FA Cup or have that moment of winning FA the FA Cup, Cup all day long. Yeah, they, they, they would have, yeah, they would have. But it's, the it's fans would. It's different for Wigan though. Yeah. But I don't think fans were players, an established yeah. Premier League team. Well, it was for a little yeah. bit, but I mean, like they're not on the scale of Aston Villa, no. someone like that. Mm. For clubs like that, they're they're expected to be in the the Premier League because that's the stature of their club. That's mm. what they should be. Wigan were a great little team, weren't they? Oh, I love it. Oh, Roberto Martinez. Yeah, yeah. They would play shit for three yeah. quarters of the season then the <laughs> last 10 games. Wait, they wouldn't lose. Yeah, yeah, mate. Figueroa, mate. Banging goals from half way. Sean Maloney turned into prime Iniesta. Hugo Rodiega. The Scottish Iniesta. They were brilliant team. They were a good side. And looking at some of the fixtures and results going through, I have to do a massive shout out to Liverpool's under-23s. No, you don't. No, you don't. Yeah, we do, mate. That is a massive achievement. Is it? What, for the under 20 in Everton? Yeah, but under 23s. Everton's first team were out there. Exactly. It was Bill yeah. Shankly once said, if Everton were playing in my back garden, I'd close the curtains. He did. I think we all would he now also at the said I think even Ancelotti would at the minute. He also said the two best teams in Liverpool are Liverpool and Liverpool's reserves. I just want to add a third, under 23s. Right. Yeah. You know, it's, it's well, you know, your under 23s uh, got spanked the other day, didn't they? Baston Villa. Yeah. Why don't you? No, no. Don't shout at Liverpool. I'm sorry. Right. Fair play. They've done well. They played at Anfield in front of a big crowd, and they beat their local rivals. Shout out Tranmere, man. Yeah, Tranmere. Three nil down. To That's pre- actually part. Shit of, or not? The just... magic is still alive in certain aspects of the FA Cup. What, for a team like Tranmere to do that? Equalise against Newcastle. Big what, Wilbraham. Well, yeah. What you've done still, here is actually still quite... got a skin fade at forty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was actually going to go. He's in... just balding. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually going to go in game by game and talk about them and just start with Liverpool. Yeah. Well, right. we start. well, let's shout out Curtis Jones before yeah, we Curtis move Jones, on. Talk right. about the magic of the cup, young man. Going to the smaller teams. How oh, is that not the magic of a bunch of kids at first? Yeah, yeah, Everything that's wrong with it. No, it's not. It is. You played a, a week. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Your argument's completely collapsed on itself, yes. Daniel. We played a weaker side, but we won. Little Arms Pickford couldn't get it. Great goal. Yeah. I'll give him yeah. that. Great goal. Pickford has the tiniest arms going, man. He's not. We've even made a song about great, him having Little Arms. It, you don't win the What happened in the, the tunnel after? European jo- uh, Championships with Pickford. Apparently, Pickford went mad at Curtis Jones in the tunnel after. Like, he was proper bitter about it. Yeah. He said a nice cross or something to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Either way, mate, you've conceded the goal. How was that across? Nice cross. Shut up, Pickford, <laughs> wow. you miserable. Where was it? Where's across to? 
Wow. Doesn't have a soul. He said the same thing for <laughs> <laughs> him and Matty Longstaff. Yeah. <laughs> don't talk to me about it. Part of the same don't legend. mention his What's name. What's a legend, Matty Longstaff? <laughs> Matty Longstaff has yeah, got United's number. <laughs> he knows, mate. That's that, his go-to every mate, year now. That kid, that kid is on par with Voldemort. Yeah. Whoa. Looks and skill. Nah, don't speak mate, his name. Never, ever, ever put Voldemort in the same category as a Longstaff brother. Longstaff. Brothers of Destruction. He's the brothers a, of Destruction. He's a scumbag, mate. He's played one game in his life. We won we won the second game. So <laughs> uh, Moving on to the actual magic of the cup. Yeah. As Jay interrupted earlier, shout out Tramir. Fucked my acca up. <laughs> three nil up. I was a banker, mate. Absolute disgrace. Another Merseyside uh, giant. Unbelievable. Tramir Rovers. Yeah. Who was it against? Uh, it was against Watford. Mike Dean was buzzing. Was. Uh, I think it's Watford have been. Mike Dean was having it. Since, yeah, uh, Watford the Nigel, uh, Nigel Pearson being involved. <laughs> you know him on first name terms. Yeah, I mean, oh, Nigel, Nigel yeah, started yeah, all right, weren't they? You know what I mean? Back, mate. Yeah, no, they've done really well. Yeah, um, great comeback from. And now they've got to be fair with the replays. They've got a chance of getting through. Right? Mm. Going back yeah, to their own. Themselves. Going back to their own ground. Yeah. Yeah. Tramier's not a nice place. Going back to it, Watford have got bigger priorities. So yeah, Tramier's not a nice place to play. Their pitch is always cut up. Cold. It's a proper place to be. It's a proper like Sunday league. It's gonna be a proper FA Cup. When you think of early FA Cup games, you think of under lights, horrible pitch. Yeah. That's what it's gonna be. But I bet it's not on telly. You love the United game on telly. You love the Tottenham game on telly. Yeah. You remember when Haven and Waterlooville went to Anfield and went like two one up? Yeah, they did, man. Yeah. Do you remember the? Oh, man, I was fuming. I, I thought that, that was the end of everything, mate. What was the one where that, uh, they scored in the last minute? Barnsley, like 10 years ago, ever, and they scored the last minute goal at the, at the cop end. Yeah, it might, mate, it might have been. We've had a Shout lot of like. Under Roy goal. Hodgson, Northampton Town came to Anfield and beat us on penalties, mate. Anything that when possible. Troy did that mad. No, that was a way of Burnley. <laughs> Nothing ever beat the uh, Liverpool versus Luton. But Xavi oh, Xavi Lundell. 5-3 was that game. It was. Yeah, I can't remember watching game. that on the box. But again, good days in the FA Cup. Bradford at the bridge. Bradford. Yeah. Let's not mention that. Big John Stead. I've got so much sick about John that from Stead. my mate from Bradford. <laughs> and it again, taking names. <laughs> Premier League yeah, legend that, as well, isn't it? That really hurt. They always do, mate. They always do. What other lower leagues? What other lower leagues? They always do. So we had, what is it? Rochdale. Um, yeah, they got a draw. Yeah. yeah, there weren't many two really lower league teams versus Premier League big boys, really. Floyd I mean, gave a good account um, of themselves, AFC Floyd. Filed. Filed. Flagged. Yeah, they, mate, they, again for them, that's just a free hit. It's like, go out there and enjoy yourselves. Just just have fun. And then you've got uh, Bournemouth had a great game. 4-0, they won. Yeah, Solanke and Wilson both scored, didn't they? And they've been Solanke on... finally scored. Yeah, man. They, both of them have been on a bit of a drought, so they Jesus. needed needed a couple Solanke's of goals. Solanke's been on like a three-year drought. I know, yeah. Get your witch sticks out, mate. It's coming. The end is near. Bloody <laughs> <laughs> hell, that geezer couldn't hit a barn door with a banjo. I was so happy years. when we He's signed so him from rated, Chelsea. Yeah. I was oh, like, oh my yeah. God, like we've got Dom Solanke. He's going to be sick. Shit. I know. Yeah, I've been watching the game. He played like 28 games that season off the bench and started a few in the cup and he scored one and it came in the last game of the season yeah, at home I, to Brighton. I've been watching yeah, him cool. and wondering how he ever like used to start for the under 21s ahead of like certain strikers that are really now doing really well. He was, like, he was man. Was hugely rated. It goes back to like confidence well. and stuff, I guess. Wasn't he our starting striker at that Toulon tournament that we won? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Off England's wins. Like. When you don't play, like, I think maybe, yeah, well, maybe Chelsea were in his confidence, whatever, but he was highly rated. And for whatever first, reason, he's been known. Yeah, he's suspect of that, aren't you? 
What? Just ruining young kids' confidence, barring this season. Not really. Not you specifically yeah. as a person, but Chelsea Football Club. <laughs> <laughs> if you can't I've cut seen it. you on the buses. <laughs> <laughs> if you can't cut it, fuck off. <laughs> Simple. Uh, Fair enough. And we've got the big boys tonight, Leeds United versus Arsenal. Yeah. I think that one's going to go. Last time Leeds came to the Emirates, big Thierry. Thierry came back to yeah, his uh, second debut. The Arsenal home. Arsenal at home, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, not, I, I actually I think, think it'd be quite a good game. I'm not a Leeds quite fan. I don't like them. Oh, I quite fancy Arsenal to have a run in the cup this year, to be honest. Yeah, it wouldn't stop. They like the cup, and yeah, Arteta's going to want to like stamp something on yeah. the club. I think a few teams like that, though. I think um, Lampard would like a, a cup, Solskjaer. Well, I think they all know they're not. They're, all they're fighting for is Mourinho top four, will but go they've out all the been Brent yeah, winning Mourinho. the actual trophy. Yeah. See, like people like Frank, even Solskjaer's not doing great at United, but he's brought up. It's one of the things that we just said. It, it breeds a, a mentality of winning. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. If you win the if you win the FA Cup, goes into next season. It's a good a habit a to have. Yeah, you get a taste of it, yeah. Um, mentality. I miss it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I missed it for years. And now look at us. I know. Drowning in the trophies. Not really. Well, three this season, mate. Well, two this season. One in June. Move on. It's please. been a good 2019. Let's just move on, please. Way. Yeah, I'm bored. Of course of, you are. Of what? Just talking about Liverpool all the time, man. What do you expect? It's what happens when you're top of the league. I had to listen to you waffle on about United for 10 years. It's more and like the 15, big bad but... wolf left and now look. Who's the, who've you got in your pocket now? <laughs> the, <laughs> the FA don't care about United no more, mate. <laughs> Leave the wolf in retirement, anyway, mate. Let's talk about managers that have gone. But actually, let's talk about the predecessor of... Uh, or the successor of Alex Ferguson at Big West Ham now. Big David Moyes is back. Oh, back Moises with a back. bang. And talking about, you know managers and going into a new place he's come in like Nigel Pearson or Watford and he's almost put like a rock up their backside and they're actually starting to play pretty well let's have it right Moyes doesn't put rockets up anyone's backside I don't know mate he's just got that new manager bounce he's won a couple of games Ancelotti won a couple of games with Everton Nigel Pearson won a couple of games with Watford and then they've gone back to losing it's just that initial thing their teams are shit like they need more they need time do you think the West Ham team is shit though? They're just they're no. full of individual players. I don't think they're a team. I don't think it's shit. I think when Fabianski's back in that team, starting 11, they're actually quite a decent He's back side. in that game, actually. Played in that Bournemouth game. Did he? Did he? Yeah. So, oh, my God. Um, the pole. Back the four's pole. not too bad. <laughs> clean sheet. Diop. Um, of course he's a clean sheet. Fredericks, Cresswell, has done all right this season. Midfield's it's, not bad. It's when you go further up the pitch, West Ham, there's no like they cohesion like with the players, I think. They're mm. just... Like that Haller, I think that Haller's a decent player. They need Lanzini but he needs fit. players buzzing off him like Lanzini they need would. Lanzini fit. Well, he, he is, in my opinion, but West the, 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 the one that makes that tick. West Ham have been trying to get a striker in for years. Like They're trying to get this marquee sign-in that's going to score on goals. They never have. And when you don't have that in your team, you will struggle. Yeah. They, they're the yeah. same every struggle. season. West Ham are the same every season. They start well, go bad patch, come back good again, and then have another bad patch. They're just It doesn't change with them because they, they haven't changed... Their philosophy, like you said, of bringing in players. They bring in the same sort of players yeah. in the same positions and then the players get unhappy because they're not playing every yeah. week. Well, their they, academy was they, one of the brightest academies yeah. in, in world football. Like, think of that talent that's come through there. When was the last time you heard of someone coming through the West Ham Academy that's decent? Yeah. I Freddie Sears. Oh, yeah. I do remember him. <laughs> well, they talk about Rice, but I don't, I don't know about him. Yeah, he's, but he yeah, came from Chelsea, wasn't he? He was at Chelsea for a bit. Yeah. Yeah. I, just, I yeah. think they signed a the wrong type. Like, they signed good players to try and take him to the next level, but they signed Mavericks. It's like Connor said. Do you think they try and kid themselves and thinking they're that type of 
It's like team Everton. Now. There's there's oh. teams that are below just below the top things that got a bit of, a little bit of money and they think to themselves, well, we can try and yeah. buy. They try and be this, too, too and much that. flair. That's what they need. Yeah. Really, they need that neat. Yeah, they need the team. Like when fit, you look at. Sorry, go on. No, go on. No, go on. I was going to say you look at West Ham as a prime example. <laughs> they signed the likes of Yarmolenko and Felipe Anderson. Cut good, pretty bit. players yeah. on the ball. What? Yeah, cut that bit. That sound like a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> no, Jeez, go on. Go on. Made, sorry about that, Joe. Sorry, mate. That's fine. I was just saying, like, <laughs> the type of players they signed, you got, like, Felipe Anderson, Yarmolenko, good players to watch, good and neat, tidy on the ball, bit of flair, but, like, they don't work back, they don't track for the team, they don't make those, you know, they don't bust a gut to make a tackle. Well, that's why Robert Snodgrass... Yeah, that, I was team, exactly yeah. going to say, as and soon Antonio. as someone like Snodgrass, Antonio comes into the team, all of a sudden, they're, they're winning games. Like. Yeah. Antonio's ago, got he... no like technical ability if you watch the way he plays. Like, yeah. You watch the way he passes a ball and it looks awkward. You watch the way he shoots, it looks awkward. But he just fucking puts a shift in every week. Every no. week he gives his all. Let Dan go now, he's waited patiently. <laughs> no, I'm just, no, I wasn't going to make... My point's long gone, but... <laughs> um, Sorry, but you man. look across like Man City and Liverpool have set the standard for like points and whatever and the way a team should play football take away all their like um, flair players and everything they do that's brilliant on the ball look how hard they work yeah. and yeah. Jay's hit the fucking nail on the head there if you don't work hard for your team and you haven't got players in there putting put in a shift every uh, every week you're going to lose games mm. because the Liverpool and Man City do the hard the hard graft as well they run miles on, on mm. the pitch people like Milner Henderson yeah. um, what's his name um, for um, City Fernandino. Bernardo Silva. Bernardo Silva. Bernardo Silva, yeah, Bernardo Fernandino. Yeah. Like, they do the hard graft. That should be the base for Barcelona any good team. Used to do it. It for any successful team, the base should be just fucking yeah. put the work yeah. in. Do the basics. The, be the, the just... best teams are the best because they're the best off the ball. Yes, they're fantastic yeah. when they've got the ball, but they're so good without the ball. Like the likes of Liverpool City, Barcelona used to do it, United used to do it when we had mm. like Park and Rooney and people like that up front. They win the ball so high up because they absolutely dogged the opposition and then if you can win the ball 40 yards from goal you've only got 40 yards to travel whereas if you sit back and you're camped on the edge of your own box you've got 90 yards to get out of the pitch like it's it seems so simple it <laughs> does like, yeah it is simple though like, it's not that simple but do you know what I mean it is that simple I look at Liverpool the way they play and like the amount of long balls they hit to the wide players that's basic football but if you do it right and you do it with the right skill set and everything it's so effective yeah. Well, the thing is, like, back, back in the day, those teams that were always trying to get to top four, you know, look at the Boltons, the uh, Blackburn, they always did have a bit of steel in them. Like Kevin Davis, Kevin Nolan. That's why they were challenging, because exactly. they had that, the basics. And they had the always, base to you know, build upon. And you'd always be questioning the top four teams when they'd lose to a team like that, saying, oh, they're, they're not up to it, they're not up to it. Whereas now the tables are kind of turned. You know, you're trying to emulate things you can't emulate. Klopp said the other day that um, if we can't play better football than someone, we'll fight harder than them. That used to be the... Uh, the method of Sam Allardyce, you know, when he was back in the game. You know, you've got to fight. That's what We've done it numerous times this year. Look at the games that we've narrowly won, like 2-1 and 1-0, where we've scraped through and not played well. We've only beat those teams because we've outfought them. If you can't... That, that, that goes back to the point we're trying to make about new managers, yeah. is that when a new manager does come in, they install that, like, for a couple of games at yeah. least, that, that yeah. run-in, that fight, but things I think that they didn't have under a, the previous manager. Players want to prove themselves yeah, as a yeah, new say, manager to try to get yeah. into his That's thoughts every week. It's a fresh start for everyone, isn't yeah. it? So everyone's, yeah. it's, like, it's like a trial, almost. Like, everyone just gives that extra 5% because they want to stamp their authority, get into the team on a regular basis. Like, it's just that clean slate. The thing that worries me with teams is, like... <sighs> You have to question like professionalism sometimes and think she said, and yeah. that's why that's a thin line between like questioning professionalism and wondering what's going on because you look at teams down the years like um, Mourinho with Chelsea 
um, in that, what was it, second, third year that he had, where he just won the title and then we just went completely off the boil yeah, and nobody, nobody wanted to play. Like, what happens to a team to make them just stop playing? Just down tools, yeah. Because it looks like they do down tools. I don't care what you say. I don't care. Like no one just becomes bad overnight because yeah, managers of bad get blamed too much for when they score goals. It's because they're, yeah. the, the, they're the cheapest one to get rid of. You can't get rid of 12, 11 players. No, exactly. Yeah, just get rid of the. If you have a manager. couple of sour ones in the dressing room, you're not going to get rid of people that are on three hundred grand a week yeah. or whatever. Yeah. You're going to get rid of. It was like when uh, Mourinho's second time at Chelsea, and there was a flag in the crowd saying the three rats are Hazard, Diego Costa, mm. and Seth Fabregas. I think, but it's. You're not going to sell three of your best players just to accommodate Mourinho when the whole squad's unhappy. Yeah. yeah, and no one will know what went on behind the scenes because so it's kept. Well, it just seemed weird that doors, year because he had the argument with the, uh, uh, the female doctor, yeah. doctor on the pitch, yeah. and it was just like snow. snow but it happens. Butt. Look at um, no one would have thought um, Pochettino would have mm. ended up in the state he was. Mm. Something must just go on behind. Like it happens. You're humans. No matter if you're footballers or not, you, you just don't get on with people sometimes. It, sometimes a relationship can sour to a point where you can't come back again. And then maybe you don't want to put the effort in on the pitch. But it's it, worrying. It, it's, it's kind of a kick in the teeth to the fans because the manager is just the one picking the team. Yeah, he's doing tactics. You're with him every day. But the fans paying 50, 60 yeah. quid minimum to come it's and just, watch you. And you're just mental. down at all thinking... These guys are getting paid right. 300 grand a week. You expect them to go yeah. out there and give their all every game. If we had one chance to play one game in the Premier League and earn 200 quid to mm. play 90 minutes... You damn well know that we're going to go out there and give everything we've got to. We can't stand up anymore. Point where they think, oh, it's just a job for us, and they go, we do it every week. Whereas if you look at, I know someone working in a fast food restaurant, look at our jobs and think, oh, I'd love to, not love to work in insurance, but I'd love that opportunity. (laughs) And when we take it for advantage, I love insurance. You know what I mean? But it's like (laughs) it's kind of looking at that. It's like it's like a step up for us where we think we would give our all. Whereas they're living that and thinking, like, look at Xhaka, the abuse he gets from the Arsenal players. And then when he actually finally does give a bit of emotion back, yeah, maybe in the wrong way, he gets shat on even more. It may be in the wrong way, but like Dan said, these these players are human beings at the end of the day. If you're getting booed and having things said about you and for weeks you're getting people tweet you and DM you on Instagram saying, oh, kill yourself, your family of this, your family of that, you're not going to react well even if they are your own family. Oh, no, it's it's it society, though. Know, we live in an arrogant society and the amount of money these people earn, mate. Like, Social media it, is ruining it, lives. It just breeds the whole thing. Like, Pogba's a prime example. He knew, when it got down to him and Mourinho, he knew that we signed him for not only, obviously, the fact he's meant to be a world-class midfielder, but the commercial element to that signing, the amount of money that signing's made us is unreal. Like, we'd made the transfer feedback within... A few weeks just on his shirt sales and then you think of his sponsorships and all this stuff that we've had since he knew when it got down to it he can just take the piss and he knows that Mourinho's going to go before he does it's got to a point now where do you remember like Ferguson used to say like no no players bigger than the club yeah. it's getting to a point now where players are, are. not bigger yeah. than the club but they're starting to have such a big impact yeah. on like, yeah. and society means there's not those characters like we used to have a Roy Keane who would yeah. pull he would have pulled Pogba fucking he would have done more than pull him he'd have smashed him in the stomach and said like Mourinho got sacked that picture of him just like thing and he's like oh it wasn't me he's like well who was it mate who's putting them out like you need you, the characters in the game are gone. Like it kind of goes with the game as well because you can't tackle and you can't be a rough player anymore. But the likes of Terry Keane, like proper leaders, Tony Adams, Vieira, these people that would just be, um, what's the word, dominant within the dressing room, and anyone that does get a bit above their station, which Pop was a prime example of being. They would just pull them, pull them yeah. to the side, probably fucking whack them a bit. Like, we had Carragher for yeah, fifteen years do that at Liverpool as all, a all the way down captain, to the like, youth teams though, like. 
kids don't clean the boots anymore. Like yeah. back in the day, if you was a youth team player, you would clean the boots of the first team. They don't do that anymore. They're earning enough money. They're out fucking learning how to drive and they're getting like nice whips and all this stuff. But well, you've got 18-year-olds having a go at, what is it, Klopp? Yeah. Not playing enough minutes. Yeah, like, nice. It's just, it is mad. I get that like you want to, they want to play football, but you're right. They earn it's too the way much the money gone. at a young age. Every academy should be capped and they should be capped at a very low amount of money. You've got to keep these players hungry. You've got to keep yeah. them wanting to, to get more. You end up paying them four or five grand a week, a 16, 17 year old doing that, yeah. they're not going to have the hunger well, to try Cleaning boots would be seen as like slave labor now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Everyone's just fucking flannel. Cleaning boots, washing cars, all that. Hudson Adoy was sitting they, there saying, oh, I need to get a massive contract, I need to play minutes, I need to, I need to do this. And now like, he's got it. We've got it, fair enough. Yeah, we want to keep hold of you. But like, you're 18 years old, mate. Do you know what I mean? Like, show you your really worth Keep your mouth shut and work your ass off. Really prove yourself, mate. So. I don't know. I mean, it's agents. Agents are a massive problem in the game. They're getting people's ears nonstop. I, mean, I don't think it's even these kids' faults. I think it's their agents. And yeah, their they're not going to say no to it, This is they? what you can get. You should be getting That's the annoying it, thing. You look like someone... Bobby Duncan, didn't he? He said, oh, I'm not going to get into Liverpool's mm -hmm. first team, so I'm going to leave. He'd only been with us a year and a half. Yeah, you're ruining my life. And right? he went to Fiorentina, yeah. where he hasn't made a first team game squad yet. Well, even with like people like you look at Patchy Roberts, who was at Fulham, goes to Man City, there's never a chance he's going to get in the Man City team. They no, they've said they've loaned him to Middlesbrough. Oh, I thought they just literally no, sold him. No, they've loaned him to Celtic, him loaned him to Norwich, didn't get any games. Now he's dropped down a level. Credit to him. He actually but... asked to join Celtic on a permanent basis because he enjoyed his time there. And City were like, no, we want you back. And he went back and what did he do? Yeah, it's a bit... Well, but but it's, it's, a side, it's a young kid who knows he's not going to get paid big bucks because he's playing in Scotland where there's not a lot of money. He's just enjoying his football and wanted to carry on enjoying yeah. it. He could have come back to England eventually and gone back to these championship clubs that he's on loan at now. Well, there's so many like English players like that that have tried to go up, not done it, and then thought, well, actually, you know what? The pay packet here is pretty right. And they just kind of... Yeah, too many, out too to many players now. Who is that young Maybe they get happy, though. Like, who went goes to back to the thing of them being human beings. Like, they maybe John just Bostock. happy somewhere. Right, yeah. Sometimes you just be like, you know what? I actually quite enjoy it here. Yeah, he plays in like I've Belgian third base. division now. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I get that. But then again, there's, there's ambition, and then there's your there's life a... is being a professional footballer. Like you should want to play every week. Yeah. Too oh many... no, no. I mean, yeah, playing every week. But I'm saying when, when players go to like certain clubs, and you should think, oh, what happened to them? Oh yeah. Maybe just, they just mate, some of them are. They just like well, I said, these are the players that are just happy to play football. Mm. They just want to be out on that pitch doing what they love and earning a bit of money for it. They're not bothered about getting 20, 30, 40, 100 grand a yeah. week. They just want to enjoy playing football. It's You're like, still earning decent money. The yeah. best example of that, you'd probably say is Raheem Sterling. Well, the QPR went to Liverpool, got a big chance at an early age, thought, you know what? I could bet myself here. He did to Man City. Still earning a lot of money and still doing amazing. It's not as if he, you know, he okay, dropped form a bit. Then Guardiola's turned him into some animal. Yeah, they're special players, though, didn't they? But yeah, it, you know, it's some almost players like... just have have something different. He yeah, it's, it's a mentality a thing. It's yeah, a mentality. It's a mentality. Hundred percent. He's so, a special talent as well. Like oh yeah, hundred percent. But but it's but not. I as get if... what you're saying. You look at Sterling, and again, you don't like two, three years ago. You didn't look at him and think he is technically gifted. Mm. You didn't look at him and think, Do you know what? Yeah, he's his finishing's on point. His passing's immaculate. His crossing ability is oh, great. Take the out of him. Only people used to say he can't kick a ball properly. You literally didn't. Never said that at all. But he had the mentality to keep pushing himself and pushing himself. He's now worked with a great manager. And now look at him. Bang goals for fun, assists. It, it, it just comes down to whether you've got enough determination in yourself to push yourself that extra mile. And once you do get the big money like Raheem has, it's so hard then to continue to push yourself. Because I always look at Rooney and I think, yeah, he was England's top goal scorer, United's top goal scorer. But I always do think he could have been a world, world superstar. Like He always came up on the level of Messi and, and Ronaldo. For a couple of years, he was always considered 
just a bit better, maybe because he's a bit older. But then it almost as if every preseason he'd go out and enjoy himself a bit too much, and then he just he knew he was good for the Premier League. He knew he was around great players, but he yeah, just but didn't want to strive to become that elite player. It's like Eden Hazard, though, isn't it? Yeah, again, Hazard's yeah. another one that you look at where you've got all the talent in the world and reaching them levels. Is, you're going to sacrifice your whole. There won't be. There won't like be many years of your life to do it. But, there won't be many Messi and Ronaldo's ever. Oh no! No, I'm not saying to keep that consistent would, but, level. Whatever you might have your occasional season where you just go out of this world, like no, like nothing to Salah, but he probably won't have another 40, 50 goal season yeah. again. Oh no! Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? There's one of them seasons where you just hit a, a beautiful run of uh, run of form. People don't really know about you. Everything you hit and then when you get found yeah. out. To do what they did for for years and years takes obviously a load of hard work, but just in, they're just different level, aren't they? It is the hunger, hundred percent. Like determination. To Ed, like, be Hazard the best. doesn't really train. Like doesn't train properly, does he? Like Felipe Luis said it. He was. Um, oh yeah. Playing Mario, yeah. playing Mario Kart, and he was like, "Oh, we're going out to train." He was like, "Yeah, I'll be out in ten minutes," and didn't come out. Just give me the ball, and like, we'll yeah, be okay. Just give me yeah. the ball on a Saturday, and we'll be okay. We usually were, but. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, you... now he's at Madrid. He hasn't really hit the ground one at all, has he? I knew he wouldn't straight away. I knew. I knew as soon as he went there, he would struggle because that team was struggling. Do you think it's the same with Bale as well? Gone to Madrid, first season was terrific, really. Then won him a Champions League, and now he's just, now he said, "Oh, you know, I'm happy to stay here. You guys can continue to pay me what I'm what I'm earning, and I'll just play golf if you don't want to play me." Yeah, I feel like him going. He's just lost. He's lost the hunger for football mm. that he had when he was at Southampton and when he was at Spurs. He's gone to an elite club. One of the biggest clubs Again, in the world. Again, do you think that's because he's human and he's had the fans on his back and he thinks that's a bit unjust? Maybe digging yeah, his heels I, in Yeah, I think a bit. it's a bit yeah. toys out the pram. Yeah, with, maybe with digging Bale. his heels in. Like, I don't... He feels underappreciated considering how much he's one of that club. For them to just kind of turn around, not randomly, but say, oh yeah, like, you're surplus. Well, throwing stones at his car as he's driving out the training ground. A lot no. of the trophies they've won in the time he's been there, he's contributed in the finals. Massive he yeah. scored a lot yeah, of goals in the finals. Yeah, I mean, he scored against you. Liverpool, yeah. Like, scored that wonder goal in the Copa del Rey final. Yeah. yeah. Like, he's contributed a lot to them. Wonder goal against still you. they <laughs> made that goal against us was phenomenal. I think the reason... The first, the, that, only the bicycle kick, the other one is... Yeah, 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 I think yeah. the reason Real Madrid fans have never taken to him fully is because he was meant to be this Ronaldo, yeah, like heir Ronaldo. to Ronaldo. Never learned Spanish. Was, yeah, he never learned Spanish and he was always injured. Like well, He never cool. could complete a full season. Do you know, it's not that he, he hasn't learned patience. Spanish. He refuses to do interviews in Spain because they ask him to speak Spanish. Courtois come out and said he was like, he actually speaks Spanish quite well. Like in the dressing room, all the people that speak Spanish can understand him and hold a conversation with him. But he refuses to do interviews in Spanish with any of the Spanish media. That's why they haven't taken it to him, and that's why all this stuff's come out about him not learning Spanish. He knows it; he just refuses to talk it. He should do what Bielsa does at Leeds and have a translator next to him. He just oh, looks a different shit. player when he plays for Wells like as well, doesn't it? In a PowerPoint presentation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when he plays for Wells, he looks a different player. Yeah, like he looks happy. He looks happy, like he's enjoying his football. Yeah. Strange, really. I think, is, I think at, at Wales, I think he he likes the fact that he's the um, not the go-to guy, but he's almost like a teacher to so many young players there. Yeah, he's like, a big he fish at, in a yeah. little pond, doesn't he? But I think he, I think. Whereas Giggs probably strayed away from too, going too much into Wales. I think Bale actually loves playing for Wales. Because like it's all centred around him. him. Romaja yeah. isn't centred around Bale. At Tottenham it was towards the yeah. end. Yeah. yeah. It was like you said with He, the, uh, he went to Madrid. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's exactly the same. Like everything's centred around Bale for Wales and it goes through him and he's like the main, yeah. the main um, go to guy. And then when he's in Real Madrid, he's just a left winger. Or he's just a right winger. Yeah, he just walked in that club and he stepped into a shadow. <laughs> yeah. The big one of the yeah. biggest shadows in football, like. Poor sod. He is. 
Well, he ain't doing too badly for himself, though, is he? Bless him. You know I mean? He's doing well. Yeah, I mean, he's not going to leave in like... Then, Got a nice they, they say it again, but he's, he's not going to leave in January. No, right? he's no, not no. Gonna, He's not going to get sold this window. I know, I know, we, all, I know we all joke about uh, people getting paid 200 grand, but realistically, you look at the Premier League, very rarely anyone's getting paid 200 grand, and you're not going to pay 200 grand for no, yes, a, very a player in January as well, especially with someone with his injury record. But, you know, we have seen some injury-stricken players move in the January window for big money, oh. such as the worst ever transfer in a January window, Fernando Torres. I don't mean he's the worst. Or Andy Carroll. Yeah, Andy no, Carroll. Andy, <laughs> Andy Carroll. He he cost, I knew one of them. He cost going. 35 million, right? Torres 15, cost 15. Yeah. Andy Carroll cost 15, 15 million less than Torres did. Yeah, Torres that's, won that's the Champions crazy, League, Europa League, he did. FA Cup with us. Annoyingly, he did. Missed an open goal against United. He did, yeah. Scored against Barcelona in the Champions League semi-final. He's Scored in the Europa League final. Yeah, the debate Diva Corrigi scored against Barcelona in the Champions League. It was bad. Name drop again. Diva makes it in for a third week in a row. And you won't stop going on about him. And what's he really? His goal record ain't great. Oh, he's he's scored in the Champions League final, mate. He's a club legend. His goal record's not great, though. What do you mean it's not great? He does what he needs to. He's a superstar. So did Torres. That's what you're signing for. Three things. Do a job. Nah, you bought it to be a. You, bought you, paid, to be the... you paid fifty million for a striker and just went, just do a job for us out there, mate. Don't worry about it too much. Just so run around a bit. We got dropping an Alfred for the goals. You just do the job, mate. He did the job. He won us the corner that um, scored us the Champions League final. Yeah, he dropped scored the header. He, he won did. the corner, and he let Matter take it. Oh, what a how nice player. player. He, let, he was going to smash I'm pretty sure Torres wasn't the designated corner taker for the game. He was about to take it, and then Matakamo, when he went, oh, wait, go on, fella, you have that one. Or did Matakamo say, what are you playing at? I'm yeah. taking this. Yeah, no, 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 no. 50 million pounds Fernando, worth of brains. Fernando, this is a left footer. 50 million pounds worth of brains. What a man. Talking of some of the worst January transfer window signings. Maybe he's one of the worst, but... Yeah, well, he didn't live up to He's not one of the best, but I, but I think, don't think he's one of the worst. Yeah. He just wasn't a great He wasn't. He wasn't the, the £50 million player you thought you were going to buy. No. He wasn't um, the £50 million player the last year at Liverpool before they bought him. No, he wasn't. I don't yeah. know how he managed to get £50 million out of him. The injuries to his ankle just absolutely killed him by the end of it. I still love him. I still, Even though I hated him when he left to go Chelsea, I still look back at him and think, Mate, fuck me, for a time at Liverpool, hey, look, you were we the best him. forward in the world. Time, also, time a heals all wounds. Mm. And Fernando... Come on down, mate. El Nino. He's on this podcast, mate. <laughs> How many people do you want to invite down? Everyone, man. Everyone. I've seen the view and figures with Every week. Can anyone come down? Can get anyone. So anyone. much room for activities, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> El Nino, El Chapo, anyone. <laughs> we'll take anyone down here. El Nino, El Chapo. Uh, Both come down together. Come down, come down lads. That would make an interesting evening. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, Dan, worst January transfer window for you? Or player? Worst? You've got plenty for Chelsea, though, haven't you? Um... I mean, obviously, it's hard to say. Torres was up there. They bought Quadrado in the January transfer and they never lived up to anything. Mm. Charisma. Um, Pato. Who? Pato. Oh, you did have Pato, didn't you? He did, yeah. But they're not signings that I thought, wow, that's going to really change our club. I it was thought, kind of when I we signed them, it was like, Higuain. oh, then why we got them? Higuain. Higuain. Fuck yeah, but, shit. you know, it's just these players that come in because you need a job halfway through the season. and There weren't players that I thought... Torres was a signing where it was actually like, yeah, okay, it's fifty million pounds. We've just got an amazing player. The rest of them were just, uh, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Can we relive yeah. that? Can we relive that noise. Yeah, yeah, like I don't care about them. 
It's always tough to get good players in January, though. Tough window. It's always tough. When we we didn't know Suarez was going to become the player he became when we signed him in January. We signed him and Carroll at the same time, thinking we'd just get a nice partnership up front. We yeah. didn't know he was going to become a fucking world beater for us. Do you know what I mean? Like, Dude, that was a great signing, though. It was. It's just it's very, it's very hard. It's very hard for teams to go out in January and sign players that are going to come in straight away and impact the team people from that January buy, window. Um, people don't want to sell in January. And if they, they do, they want yeah. double what they'd sell for in the summer. It's always tough, but there have been some shitters. Ivanovic was our best one. Yeah, definitely. Our best one. He came out of nowhere. Do you remember the Champions League quarterfinal against us? Two goals Anfield. Yeah, yeah he, was, he, was a, he was a class player, he's to be a, yeah, fair. In, in his prime, he was very, very good. He's a beast, mate. He grew up fighting bears. He did with his bare hands. <laughs> yeah. Matic was a January signing. Yeah, he um, was. Gary Cahill. Another, well, club legends. Like, all, yeah. them, all them players won massive trophies with us. So, you do get your occasional gem. Yeah. We had a few. Yeah. yeah. In fact, you know what? <laughs> we had the best, too. I don't care. Value for money. Like, Vidic, Evra. Unbelievable. Both signed in the same January, 2000 and... You didn't even pay eight, a lot for them six, both. No, yeah. Yeah, 2006, we yeah. had them from 2006 to 2014. Both won five Premier Leagues, Champions League, other cups as well. Like, unbelievable. Both became, like, the best in their positions in the world, or arguably. Just unreal. And we paid 12.5 million combined for the two of them. Mental. That like, is mental. It's crazy. You talk about Vidic. He came in, became a leader, warrior... Yeah, he was took the captaincy off the likes of Giggs, Rio, like people that have been there years. Hated playing Torres, though. He did, yeah. He didn't like Torres. Well, Joe said we used to uh, target him. Torres. Yeah. I mean, he pretty much wrote the check, I think, 50 minutes. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Pay what you want, he's so good. <laughs> no, yeah, Vidic was unreal. I can't split the two but for the best, to be honest. I love them both of them. What about the worst for United? Can <laughs> 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 we play that noise? <laughs> Is that a serious question? <laughs> Yeah, oh, I mean, like Gary Neville. I mean, we haven't got long, so I'd just pick one out of the many. There's only been one, mate, Sanchez. When did you sign Bebe? Was Sanchez January? Yeah. Sanchez was a January, January yeah, swap, yeah. yeah. Remember when he was playing the piano? I do. <laughs> yeah, I do. That's about all. <laughs> <laughs> mate. In the middle of the pitch. It's the best thing he ever did at United. <laughs> I, think, I think that was his highlight. That yeah. was his big like, Oh, shit. That's, I've never seen a player drop like that. Mm. Couldn't believe it. Yeah, yeah that was even worse than Torres. But you signed him for... Nothing. Free, wasn't it? Well, yeah. we, we swapped him for Mkhitaryan. Mkhitaryan. Yeah. But, yeah, he was absolute tosh. Season and a half and he scored three goals. He was a best... Oh, he was, was a penalty as well, wasn't it? Yeah, well, no, it was a rebound off a penalty. <laughs> <laughs> it was a Makaleli. He missed, he missed a penalty against Huddersfield and then he popped in the, the, uh, the rebound. Yeah. His other goals came, one was against Swansea. Wasn't one against Leicester? No. <laughs> Open day of season? No, no, he scored one against Swansea. And his third goal was the winner. Yeah. Well, yeah, to be fair, the only the, his best moment was when we won three two against Newcastle. We came back from two 0 down. You scored the winner in that game. Yeah. Other than that, yeah, forgot about other that. than that, I remember that game actually. We, yeah, we was at your house. Yeah, we was. <laughs> we was all together. We did sweet. He, he did. Sorry, sweet FA. Yeah, he was terrible, man. He, I've never. <laughs> you're absolutely right. I've Fell never a seen cliff. a player go like that. Off yeah. a cliff. Never. Out Even of nowhere. It wasn't so like quick. a, it wasn't he like was a slow, slow demise where yeah. he got worse and worse. He just turned up shit. But he, he was w- terrible for Arsenal, wasn't he? All the way up through and everyone was like, it's because he wants to leave. Yeah. It's because he was shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's because he was just off a cliff. Like, not obviously when we signed him, but he was, at one point, the best player in the league. Yeah. Oh, yeah. By, like, by undoubtedly. He had an unbelievable He was season, smashing everyone. Yeah. He was yeah. smashing yeah. everyone. Yeah. Every week, he would just destroy people. He saw some absolute fucking... He was high level. Well. Like, I mean, he was up there with like the, yeah. the best in the league. Like, I was gutted we missed like, out on him. Yeah. were the best two players in the league. At one, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was bad unreal. Time, wasn't it? But yeah. also unreal how bad he became. Yeah. yeah. 
So yeah, those are those are my three. Yeah, that's fair enough. That is fair I enough. I you're right. <laughs> okay. Opposite ends of the spectrum. Yeah. Connor, we talked about our worst. What about Liverpool's best? Liverpool's well, we've, we've had a few decent signings. We signed Sturridge in a January window. Didn't expect much of him, to be fair, when we bought him. And he, he turned out all right. He had a few good seasons with us, but his injury record let him down. Coutinho is another one. We signed the same for, window, weren't we? Weren't they? Yes, the same window. We signed him for eight and a half million from Inter Milan and then eventually ended up selling him for 140-odd million, whatever it was. He's another though. That's yeah, I mean, it's... Completely nosed I don't know, he's starting to pick up again at Bayern Munich. Yeah, I don't think that's quality, eye. though. He just got sucked into the machine that is Barcelona yeah. and Messi. Like. He's doing well at Bayern. I, I've always liked Coutinho. I, I always said if we had the chance to bring him back, I'd take I'd, it straight away. I'd, take him yeah. Chelsea I'd bring him back without a doubt. Um, but if you're thinking about the best signings we've ever made in January, there's only two. Luis Suarez, for obvious reasons. I know he didn't win anything with us, but... My God, the year we challenged for the title, he carried us. Yeah. I don't care what anyone says. You look at that squad, you put that team down on paper, and we, we, we were a top four side, that team, but Luis Suarez, without him, we would not have got anywhere well, near. Sure I, really, I really, really enjoyed watching that Liverpool team. I really enjoyed it. He was the spearhead. That's when I wanted them to win the league. You had your, you had your diamond, like Sterling yeah. in the hole behind Sturridge and Suarez. That was they quite, were lethal on that was were, very man. Man. You used to have um, game weeks where they had like, you know, the, the up to the... Yeah, yeah, the yeah, point, yeah, yeah. Mate, I used to be Liverpool every time. <laughs> so, mate, I used mate, to smash people. Mate, Going forward, we were unbelievable, people. but we leaked goals because our defence was awful that year. Like we went away to Cardiff and Quartes. we beat them 6-3. Yeah. If you put VVD in that team, mate, you it, yeah, I think we would have as well. But he VVD is my number one for Liverpool. Not Morientes, <laughs> definitely not Morientes. Class player back in the day, and when we signed him, I expected big things, and he was just a shower of shit. <laughs> but VVD is fucking next level, mate. Seventy-five million is a fucking snip for that fella. I don't care what anyone it's says. Turned out to be, to be fair. Honestly, he's coming. We haven't won trophies in how many years? When was the last one? 2012? 2012, the League Cup, yeah. He's come in and in the, what? If you win the league, which you will, it will be a snip. In the two seasons he's been in, 100%. we've already won three trophies. And... His win percentage is a joke. Yeah. Like, it, it's just insane. He's, he's getting... The thing is, people say he's dropped this season. He hasn't. He, he really hasn't. He's... Okay, one or two people have dribbled past him. But he's putting his... Consistent. Do you know yeah, what? You, 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 you suffered. You, you suffered from inconsistency in terms of selection in the first yeah. start of the season. Like you had Matip in for a few games, Gomez in for a few games, Lovren in. Now that the last what eight games, obviously Allison got injured as well yeah. in the first or second game. First now, game. Now that you've consistently played the same back five for what six, seven games, you've kept mm. well, since Gomez and Van Dijk have been one. back together. Yeah. We've kept. It's like eight clean eight sheets clean sheets in nine games. Since them two have been, you know what, if, Gomez if, has got a run If of you're going to walk the league right, I fully hope that he just continues nurturing Gomez along. Oh, yeah. Gomez, he, he, right, he, yeah. yeah, he yeah, turned yeah, Go yeah, well, not yeah. turned him into, but he helped him become a very, very good-looking defender. Um, Back in the last year, wasn't it? Oh. Not looks-wise, you. <laughs> <laughs> Back in the last year, he was. Yeah, brilliant. like if he can keep actually, fit, Gomez and when we played Van Dijk can nurture him through to the Euros, I'll be buzzing with that. He played uh, centre half with that Nat Phillips that we brought yeah. back and Gomez moved to Van Dyke's position, that left side. I swear to God, it looks so comfortable. even though it was only Everton and they're shit, look at the way <laughs> Gomez played and tell me that it did not look like a Virgil he Van Dyke performance. He was throwing those balls across to the He was the getting wings. the ball pinged into him from Adrian with two players around him, and his first touch would be to take it on the turn in between the two Everton yeah. strikers and run into the midfield space. He's class, and he's, he's only 22. He is good. He's brilliant, but the only thing that worries me now is that we've got him doing really well next to um, Van Dyke, which we always said was going to be the thing. Of, yeah, yeah. Like, that's what we need. We need him to do, like, be alongside a seasoned professional or whatever. But 
Maguire's not looking good enough at the moment, and I'm worried that like when they get into the Euros, it ain't going to go well for them. Because you're always going to have to say to Joe Gomez, look, you're the you're the main defender here. Because at the moment, Maguire, to take I don't think Maguire's Maguire. been that bad. Like I don't, everyone's saying, oh, like fair enough, his price tag. We, we did pay too much for him, but we had to. Like it's just a premium. We got forced into a corner, and we paid it. We had to. Like we had no choice. He's not been that bad. Like in the league, we've got probably the third or fourth best defense. And that's considering we have absolutely zero protection in front of those back two. Lindelof and Maguire have been all right. Well, I think yeah, he's Maguire. Not he great, has, not he great. He's been all right. I don't Maguire, think he's Maguire, as bad as people have made out. I think he's just kept his same form from Leicester. But I think when you perform at that level for Leicester, it looks a lot better than when you're doing it yeah, for Yeah, yeah, of course United. it does. He has, I don't think he's improved, but he hasn't, his game hasn't dropped. Obviously, we overrate, not, I wouldn't say overrate him, but he had a fantastic World Cup. And we all jumped on the back of him like, oh, slabhead, we love him. Goes my night for big money. There's going to be a massive target on that forehead now. Yeah, of course. And people are just it's big enough. Aiming darts in like left, right, it's and big enough. But yeah. he's just performing at the level he normally does. He's a, yeah, he's on. For me, he's on par. He's not like pulled up any trees, but he can't in that team. As I said, yeah. I, I'm I'm bored of saying United's midfield, but we have to go he's, with he's doing all right. and Gomez. As yeah, they, they are all best too. I don't think anyone wants John Stones anywhere near that eleven. There's no one else. There's no one else that's even close to being at their level. Honestly, looking at our team. Five at the back wouldn't be a, a, a bad shout for us, honestly. If we played five Tomori, at the back, I'd want, Maguire. I don't know. I think I'd want Carl Walker yeah, playing Carl that Walker right side centre back. And then have, just, for, just have Maguire I just don't, sweep I in. I don't think we should. I think, I think it takes away from our attacking. Having three up front, we are so, so dangerous. I think we can do it against the less teams. I think against the bigger teams in the in the latter stages, if we get to it, I think a five at the back wouldn't, well, wouldn't do us much harm. England need to allow Trent just to get that, through the game, have that freedom on the right hand side like Liverpool do, and just make it have him like. I think we can do that in a four. With England, we need to have different ways of winning games. Yeah, we can't just we can't just rely on the, the front three to get us through every game because they're great attacking. We need different ways of winning games. So maybe you're right. Maybe trying a few games at three at the back, like the friendlies that we've got before the Euros. Play one of them with five at the back, mm. yeah, and just get the players that are going to play there, get them used to that system. Because if you're playing. A game, like you said, against the top teams, and we start with four at the back, and after 15, 20 minutes, you're like, shit, it ain't working. You try and get through that period, and then by the time half-time comes, if you're still in the game, then you make the change. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Try and change it up, and then it gives them something else to think about. You've got three centre-halves on, and then Chilwell and Trent are just bombing forward without really needing to worry about getting back. Trent think... has Trent's so key to us. Oh, if we mate. can get him delivering balls onto Harry Kane's head, mate... Harry Kane will or, score or Harry Kane and Sterling in the back post. Like yeah, see, that's, a fit, that's why I don't think the three areas. at the back. Because the three at the back, you're going two up front and you have to play Kane and Sterling. And Sterling through the middle is just not the same. I'm not saying... It I'm completely not saying, takes away from his I'm strengths. not saying we've got to play it all the time. I'm just saying that against the likes of France, if we come up against we Germany... Did, yeah, unless we did like 3 It wouldn't do us any harm to just have an extra body in there to stop because we're still susceptible to conceding goals. Yeah. Well, I think so many uh, defensive will, will look at Trent and be scared of him. And it will give whoever's playing on his right-hand side so much more freedom. So if it is Sancho, give Sancho so much more space because people will be thinking, Fuck, he's the fucking right-back of the world at the minute. It's extra protection for that midfield as well. Like, someone like Tomori or, something, or Maguire can step into that midfield and, like... If we're going five at the back, give that little bit of extra protection in front because I don't think we, our defensive midfielders are good enough no, to yeah. protect that. And back Henderson's forward. proven in the last couple of weeks that he could quite easily step into that holding role for England role. and play that quarterback. I think role. Henderson. I, I think Henderson should. You play said it. Anyway. You said it weeks and weeks yeah. ago when we, yeah, when we spoke I'm, I'm about starting. you said it. And the way he's performed in the last couple of months, mate, I, I make you right. With, I've, with Ox and 
if he's fit, if Fox is fit, because I I thought take, taking Henderson out of that right hand side role just takes away his legs because he's up and down yeah. and he's so good at that. But if you do drop him in and Ox is fit, he can do that. Mate, I would I take. Getting, I would and then you have someone a bit more flair like on the left. Henderson, Milner, and Oxley Chamberlain, and our midfield, right? And I swear, I've been saying Milner for years, mate. I would happily take him in the Euros and let them free just play the midfield roles that you do at Liverpool. Do you know what I love just about Milner? He's it, just the we could we could yeah, be similar to Liverpool in that we could have a like a workman like free in midfield yeah. well, and then allow our forwards 100%, to go. That's what, that, we what could we could do that. Milner, our forwards mate, are good enough. If we had Milner in the World Cup, I honestly believe against Croatia we've had a better chance because he'd have been on people like Rakitic and Modric on their heels in their face twenty four seven. Also helping the younger players that we've got in the English squad through to see a game out. Yeah, but, I think too much, I think too much respect. But he's retired. Yeah. He'd, I think he'd understand the, the yeah. occasion as well of a semi-final thinking, well, it's not going to get above our, our, our heads. I won't ever get... If we got, took someone like Milner out, like, he'd be like, well, I'm not going to get a chance to do this again. I'm, I'm fucking having it. Let's start the petition now. James Come Milner, back, Milner we love you. Euros. Let's, think about Want to see the Gomez, Millie Rock. Trent, <laughs> Fox, Endo, Milner. Let's get... Let's get a Rigi in an England shirt. That's what I want to say. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. Bring back Danny Murphy and Nicky Barmby. <laughs> the real warriors. Big Danny. God knows. Outrageous. God knows. God knows. Outrageous. What's wrong with Nicky Barmby? You want a list? <laughs> Fantastic young player. He was, yeah. For both Liverpool and Everton. I felt, like he was, I felt like he was 30 for like 10 years, though. <laughs> So was Danny Murphy. To be fair, he Danny played, he, he played left wing when we smashed Germany 5-1. He did indeed. That's the only game of his I remember. <laughs> Who, Danny Murphy? No, no Nicky Barbie was left wing when we smashed Germany 5-1. Oh, when Liverpool In their backyard. Uh, Germany 5-1. Yeah. Heskey, Gerard Owen. All the boys. Owen to Heskey. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Big tune. Sven, Sven, Big Sven. Sven Gorman. There it is. Big tune. Oh, End with a little sing-song for you there, guys. Why not? <laughs> yeah, there you go. And uh, that's another... Triple threat. <laughs> <laughs> we are dancing. Yeah, we're dancing as well. <laughs> that's another full-time whistle. And this, what game week is this now? Four. Well, are we counting the Christmas one that hasn't come out yet? No, it's a lost tape. That's a lost tape. <laughs> we'll have a lost tape. That'll be released in years yeah. to come. 25 we'll retweets and we'll drop it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's game week four technically now. Game week four. Uh, this will be up, what, Thursday? Yeah, hopefully, yeah. yeah. Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. First, keep... first one of a big 2020 for the Terrace. Yeah. Coming at yeah, you, we're, coming at yeah, you hard. We'll, we'll keep up with our socials. We'll uh, be a lot more active on there coming up. Um, shout out to Studio 48 or 48 Studio. 484 Studio. Is there a 484 on there? Sorry, Joel. You can cut that bit, mate. We'll redo this bit. <laughs> yeah, 484 Studio. Yeah. Look, 2020, we're going to try and do as much as we can. And we're going to be going to Dortmund in late February. We're going to be vlogging that. Just keep an eye on everything. Like We're going to be smashing it. You know what I mean? We, we really want to do this. Sorry. And the 12 days of Christmas will be finished. <laughs> we'll do that one in 2020. 12 days of summer. <laughs> we'll let you choose your striker this year. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but uh, follow us uh, on Instagram at from.the.terrace. We need to change that. Yeah, it's a bit long. Oh, it's long for me to say yeah. every day. Um, or on uh, Instagram at Twitter at from the terrace 4 or just on Facebook from the terrace. And uh, as always, like, make share. Yeah. We move. Score. We move, sign off. I set out the other day to try to try to change my ways. But I woke up.